When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come back for another video. So I've been tinkering with the team lots over the last week and I keep landing on a trendless draft. So I'm going to go through the team and we'll talk about the pros and cons of the team. It is pretty unbelievable the team you can get to without trend. We're going for 150k subscribers before gaming one. So if you are enjoying the daily content, please show support by subscribing. Right before we go through the team, I wanted to give you a quick demo of how easy it is to create your own data tables and scout. Easily my favorite feature. Click the link below for the members area. So you go to my stats tables and you click create table and give it a name. We'll do an expected goals table for this one. You can optionally filter a position, so we'll have a look at the forwards only for XG as an example. There's loads of stats to choose from here, but we'll go for XG and XG non-penalty and maybe shots as well. Non-penalty expected goals is an important one because a player can rack up a high XG by never actually shooting a goal besides penalties, which isn't a reliable source of FPL points. Pick a column to sort by and you're done. You can sort other columns, you can export it and you can compare players there. And if you go to the public stats tables, you can also search FPL Focal and I've made all my tables I use in videos public as well. So click the link at the top of the description to become a Fantasy Football Scout member. It's only a few quid and it's unbelievable value. So let's get into the team and it is a changing goal, Ariola comes in. The hope is that he does displace Fabianski as West Ham's number one. Fabianski is 38 now, so it could be time for West Ham to transition, and Ariola does have Premier League experience. West Ham have played one preseason game so far, where Ariola wasn't actually in the squad. Could be for a number of reasons though, and the rest of the preseason will paint a clearer picture. The preseason videos will be coming soon actually, so make sure you're subscribing as we track that. I'm reading this morning that Wolves are looking at Kalea, who's currently 4 mil at Liverpool as well, as Forrester keen to sign Saar from Wolves, so it could be another 4 mil keeper situation there. We've moved from a back four to a back three, and the defence is Chilwell, Estepinian and Shaw. So Chilwell replaces Trent, 2.5 mil freed up. If we look at Gambit 1 in isolation, Chilwell and Trent are probably dead even for chances of a return. Chelsea playing home to Liverpool. It's all about the fixtures beyond that. Chelsea were the best run in the league after Gambit 1. So the question is, does Trent put up an extra 2.5 mil worth of points over Chilwell if that money is invested well elsewhere? My current feeling is that the 2.5 mil used elsewhere will give more points overall. Game week 2 will be one of those game weeks to hide behind the sofa though, with Liverpool home to Bournemouth. Wait for the midfield and forwards though before passing judgement on the defence. Estepinian too good to ignore for 5 mil, especially with those opening 3 fixtures. Even game week 4 and game week 5 he's playable in. Really attacking fullbacks can get you something in any fixture, certainly something we saw last season when Estepinian put up a 17 pointer against Arsenal, so if I'm forced to play him with 4 and 5, not the end of the world. Onana's price is going to be an interesting one. If he comes in at 5 mil, then where does that leave Shaw? Let me know in the comments whether you'd stick with Shaw or swap for Onana for 0.5 mil saved, or perhaps even neither. Man United will be around the top in the league for clean sheet odds in Gamic 1 and 3, so I'm keen to have at least one defensive asset one way or another. So let's have a look at where the Trent money's gone to. Here's the midfield five. It's Erdegaard, Saka, Mitoma, Rashford and Fernandes. I absolutely love this midfield. The Arsenal double up and the Man United double up with some really good home fixtures to kick the season off. 
It's no secret that Erdegaard somewhat overperformed last season, 15 goals from an XG of 9.75. Even if he regresses a bit, he'll be good value for 8.5 mil. He could end up 30 points worse off, and yet 182 for 8.5 mil would be a good total. I'm absolutely not ruling Martinelli out either. If he looks a reliable starter, which is my gut feeling he will be initially, perhaps until the Champions League kicks off, then 8 mil is a very good price. Arsenal's pre-season just kicked off yesterday, Saka their first goal scorer, finding the back of the net 7 minutes into the game against Nuremberg. It was a white assist, but Saka did all the work, took a couple of players on and then he curled one bottom corner, far post. Saka's one player he won't be leaving my draft at any point and he was priced too cheap in my opinion. The fact that you can have a front 7 of players competing for the title or top 4, barring Matoma, is perhaps testament to how generous FPL were with the pricing. Arguably there should be a challenge to find some hidden gems from smaller clubs, but it doesn't seem to be the case this season. Matoma is another one unlikely to leave any draft, or if he does, it'll probably be for another Brighton mid. Luton at home is one of the standout Gamic 1 fixtures. When I'm on a wildcard, I try to hit the ground running rather than grab a bunch of players that look like they'll be good picks in later weeks, and we've essentially got a wildcard right now, so that's the way I'll always go. And this draft has almost exclusively home fixtures and very good ones at that. Alright, so let's talk about the Man United mids. The last draft had Fernandes only, this one's got Rashford as well. I was looking at player combinations the other day. It's Rashford and Chilwell, or it's Trent and Mbumo. It's very close. In fact, I ran a poll the other day and the results were basically dead even. I'd be interested to know which combo you think is better, Chilwell and Rashford, or Trent and Mbumo. Rashford at least has Wolves at home, while Trent's away to Chelsea and Mbumo has Spurs. Only Salah racked up a higher XG among all midfielders last season. Rashford ended with 15.3 XG. Bruno generally has a balanced expected goals and expected assist totals, while Rashford is top heavy on XG. They're both great picks and there's of course a lot of potential for these two to link up and bag you two returns in one goal. Much like Saka, Erdegaard, Jesus and Martinelli. I have no problem doubling or even tripling up when the fixtures are good enough, which they absolutely are. So on that note, the front two is Jesus and Haaland. It's an Arsenal triple up in attack. I'm still not totally convinced by the Jesus pick. The last two seasons in a row, he's been one of the biggest XG underperformers in the league. 11 goals last season from 14.24 XG is pretty poor. He's not a clinical player, but he is important to Arsenal's build-up. You might have caught the video of Ali, last season's FPL champion, and he was more keen on Jesus, and who am I to question the world champion? Referring back to the earlier point though, it's crazy that you can stack a front seven like this, the best players from teams competing for the title. Did they get it wrong this year with some generous pricing? Let me know in the comments. If Jesus does start slow, then he's an easy swap to Watkins or Nkunku, whose fixtures turn nicely after Gamic 1. There's other cheaper players like Calvert-Lewin and Visser as well for 6 mil, who could also do well, and they're on the watch list. Despite some underpriced players, I think they got it bang on with Trem. 8 mils a price that really makes you weigh up whether he's worth that or not. Let me know in the comments if you like the Trentless draft. So let's move on to the bench, which is Flecken, Norrington Davies, Bayer and Archer. So I saw a quote from Flecken basically saying they'd be given assurances that he will be Brentford's number one. Last season, Raya finished as the top scoring keeper in the game with 166 points, which saw him get a price rise to 5 mil. It'd be perfect if these two keepers do become the number one, because then you could play Ariola against Bournemouth while Flecken's got Spurs, and then start Flecken thereafter. I was listening to the Wire podcast yesterday, and they were discussing promoted teams and their players. From Sheffield, Bulldog's the popular 4 mil defender, though he is a rotation risk with Bogle. Norris and Davis came up, a Wales international who I'd admittedly not even heard of. I looked him up, and he started every single game for Sheffield last season, up until he got injured in game week 16, and then he missed the rest of the season. 
He does have low for competition, but he could be the first choice again. He's able to play in left wing back or left centre back. One for the pre-season watch list for sure. Bayer was the other one who is expected to be a reliable starter at centre back for Burnley, and I feel like these two have a higher clean sheet chance than Bell from Luton. It's a slightly light bench, make no mistake, but if those two formal defenders become regular starters it can certainly work. There's lots more content to come including the pre-season form players and results which is essential viewing. Make sure you're subscribing and don't forget to give Scout a try using the link below. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.